Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the All-County Football League results from last weekend and giving our predictions, one more predictions for this weekend. Um, as always, I'm joined by the sports editor of the Anglo set, Paul Fitzpatrick. Paul uh, was busy this week just to bring people's attention to a really good Cavan Lives podcast. It's Cavan Boxer, uh, Kira Smith. Paul, I love this one. Like, this girl is just unbelievably resilient. Um, attitude to never give in. Uh, uh, this is one that if if you're if you're if you're lacking motivation, listen listen to this one and realize what it is to go through pain to continue to chase your dreams. Yeah, that's basically it, Damien. That's that's probably the main characteristic that Kira has. She's an unbelievable hard trainer, um, but she has. A, She's come back from so many setbacks over the years. Like she could quite easily at this stage be an Olympic medalist, quite mm-hmm. easily, because boxers she has fought and, and beaten have won Olympic medals and have won European medals. So she's been very unlucky in her career, but she's she's still on the horse, she's still going. And at, at the end of it, I ask her, like, where does she go from here? She's um, doing final exams for physiotherapy and masters down in Cork at the minute. So you'll have to listen to find out what's next for her. But uh you know, I was I was almost coaxing her to keep fighting, and she had her own answer. So, uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed chatting to her. She's one of my favorite people to interview over the years because, you know, she's she's very, very bubbly and nice person, but she's an absolute killer when you get her in the boxing ring as well. So, boxers are always fascinating. I think journalists are always obsessed with, with boxers because, uh, it's just such a rich seam of of really interesting, colorful stuff. Like because it's. You know, it's so primal. You're going in there and you're going to get the head better off you or you're going to beat the head of someone else and there's nowhere to hide. So it always makes for interesting stories. And she's a trailblazer within it. You know, obviously Katie Taylor uh, has been, uh, but she was coming up around the same time. But anyway, you got to listen to the Capitalized podcast together. I love this one. Absolutely brilliant. So that's Kira Smith. We'll be out later on today. We also looked back on Cavan on the 20s semi-final success over Derry. Um, got got in-depth about it as well over on our Die Hards podcast. So you can get that on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan if you don't already subscribe. Um, but into the matters at hand, we'll get into the All-County Football League Division 1. It's the Romar Energy Division 1. Um, results from the weekend gone by. Just looking at the table to give people a, a brief outlook. Crushlaw on top, six points, uh, three wins from three. 
Castellan in second with two wins and a draw from their three games. Bottom end of the table, it's Killigarry with no wins from two games. Lara with uh, Lara and Cudhill both one draw from three games. So the results from the weekend gone by. Um, we'll start off with I suppose Castellan against Killigarry. Um, good win for Castellan in this one. Great win for Castellan. Now they might feel that it came a few months too late because obviously they got relegated against Kilgarry last year in the championship. But Castellan are, are just bubbling under the under the radar there at the moment. Obviously, quite a new look Castellan team. Certainly, has changed a good bit in the last two or three years, and um, they're I think they're very happy with Brian Donahue and the management are doing a good job there at the minute. Uh, so Castellan. Maybe reports of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. I mean, they've they've got off to a good start. They felt that they probably should have beaten Lara in that strong game, or certainly could have won that game. And that's a good win now against Kiligary. Admittedly, Kiligary missing a few, but Castlerahan um, missing a few too. So good victory there. It's a funny, it's a funny league, you know, with no county players. It's a little bit more low profile than usual, um, and I'd say that's probably reflected around the country. Like normally. Myself and yourself would just be on absolute high dough with the All County League, <laughs> and and you know you're picking good matches to go and see at a weekend. But without the county players, it's a little bit more low key. I don't think there's much much pressure on teams not be as annoyed to lose games and might be getting as excited about winning games. But still, it's it's uh, I suppose you still have most of your players there, and it's still it's still very competitive. Still yeah. pride. There, there, there always will be, but yeah, good, good win, three point win for, for Castle Rahan there at home to Killigarry. Uh, we we'll go to Kings Curse Stars taking on Bally Hayes up in O'Rahilly Park. Great win for Bally Hayes here, two nine to eleven points. By the way, you got Castle Rahan right, I got Killigarry wrong in that first one. Oh, brilliant! Well, that's that's always good. Um, I think that's the first time I tipped, I tipped Castle Rahan, so they're probably going to think this bollocks never tips us, but I, I tipped for Castle Rahan this week. Um. Yeah, David Brady, again, the form player with 2-2 for, for Ballyhays in this win over Kingscourt. Probably a few alarm bells ringing for Kingscourt now because they don't have a huge amount of players to come back. There's a lot of talk that Barry Riley's not coming back. Um, and there's, obviously, they have they have uh, Jordan Morris to come into the team. He hasn't played, I think he played a challenge, but he hasn't played, uh, obviously, in the league. Yeah, he's above and mead. But like, they had quite a strong team out there looking through the, through the team. Like, Killian Farley, these are players who would be close in the first team or definitely very close to the first team. You'd have Killian Farley, Shane Gray, Barry Tully, Joe Dillon, Sean Bork, Shane Duffy, Philip Tinley, John Oates, um, Peter Corrigan, Alan Clark's back in there getting game time. Um, brought on Kevin Cortis, Richie Cortis started like Robbie Roundtree, Keen Shackleton come on. So it's it's they don't have great depth. I think they've probably got the worst depth in the panel of the of the big guns there in senior. Ballyhays are a team obviously still intermediate but have a lot of depth in the panel they can probably cope with losing a few players Owen Clark scored three points David Brady 2-2 Michael Brady a point Kevin Tierney two points yeah, and they're starting to bring in young lads now that played on that very good minor team last year uh, I think Fake Redoud was on that team Kit, was Killian Brady on that team yeah um, yeah. so good young youngsters coming in for Ballyhays as well uh, so yeah it's going to be very interesting now to, to watch both of those teams as the year goes on nothing less I think than winning an intermediate championship will do Ballyhays at this stage um, and nothing easy in that task nothing easy at all that's a very difficult position to be in and then Kingscourt of course like making a senior final is kind of the prerequisite for Kingscourt for, with their pedigree and that's mm. probably difficult because Kingscourt aren't don't have a huge panel of quality at the minute but they have a lot of quality players alright Um 
but not as many as some of the other clubs might have. But they can always turn it on the championship. So yeah, they're they're two teams that's always worth watching. Mm, the depth chart is is the question here for Kings Court. Have have they got it? We both went for Kings Court for the home win. Both got it wrong. So that's bringing us back down there to the bang there, Paul. Um, Lara against Lacken, two nine to Lacken, uh, one eleven to Lara. You went for Lara. I went for Lacken. Yeah, I didn't hear much about this game actually. Um, I I think Paul Smith has been lining out for Lara. He's on the cabin panel, but. Uh, getting game time under his belt with the club, so I haven't didn't hear terribly much about this game, but uh, yeah, Lacken Lacken kind of bottomed out last year. I think they had a very very bad championship last year, but I know they've got a lot of young lads into the panel this year, five or six, who, and the numbers have been good. And interest has been very good. Still missing Niall McCarran there, and obviously missing uh, the county men. Yeah. Yeah, I hear Donald McSorley is, is going quite well for them on the inside line, giving a wee bit of support to Killian Galligan, who's been playing really well, picking up from where he dropped off last year. Killian Galligan as, as a full forward target man and, 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 and general scorer. And what I was told by one lucky man is he's just working hard, he's training hard, he's looking after himself, and, and he's playing really good football, Killian Galligan. So good to see that. And it's a good win for Lacken. So we're at one apiece. As we headed into Gauna against Coot Hill over in Gauna, 117 to Gauna, 214 to Coot Hill. This is a good result for Coot Hill because Coot Hill were as under strength as Gauna. My understanding was that of their starting six forwards that would have been in the championship last year, I think they only had one of them. Yeah, that, that'd be right. Well, there, there's six forwards aligned out where Dermy Connolly, Keen Cooper, who's just out of minor, Keen Smith, Mark Farrell, Mark Mullen, Jamie Smith. Eli argue. Sorry, maybe Dermy was midfield there. I named too many, but yeah, there's there's a lot of new new names on that team sheet. This was an excellent result for Coothill. I thought away uh, originally when I saw the result, I said, like, "God, it must it must have been at home." Because even though Coothill lost to Bally Hayes there at home, they're generally over the years have been very good at home. But um, no, this game was played in Garda. And if you look at the Garda team, okay, they're missing a few as well. But they still lined out an extremely strong team there. Like um, Ryan McGahan was a full back. Mark McKeever at centre back. Uh, middle of the field, Ryan Brady and Ryan Donoghue. Ryan Donoghue scored one two. He's one of the one of the most free scoring midfielders, I think, at the minute in club football is Ryan Donoghue. Mm-hmm. Um, the TJ Fitzpatrick, Robbie Fitzpatrick played a really good game. He scored seven points, four from play. Uh, Dara Madden, Jared Pearson, and Mark Brady. And subs used Connor Casey scored four points. Aaron Brady and Finon Brady. So good lads to bring off the bench as well. Wasn't much in this game really at all. Um, Who's not in it? Well, it was, <laughs> yeah, but throughout, uh, not just at the end, but Coothill uh, were actually three points up. Casey scored a, scored a super point and then two good frees from Fitzpatrick. That's probably um, the second one of those was an injury time. That that secured it, but John McCutcheon doing well there in the middle of the field for Coothill as well. Scored five points, uh, two from play and three frees. So uh, I always say it about McCutcheon, one of my most favourite players with, with that David Cabin because he's pure heart and... Right. What a servant, like, yeah, and he's yeah. still doing the business for Goodell. And he came back from a bad injury, which at one stage was rumored that John might be nearly finished. So, uh, that's what's good. interesting about Goodell here is that they, I think, from the players that you named there, I'm, I'm counting four, maybe even five that were minor last year that are in the first year. Now, we know that there's great quality coming through the, the quality of the player that has come off that Goodell conveyor belt. Is is class? Watch them play football. You're going to love these guys, you know. So, 
um, just a matter of them physically developing, getting used to the the, the senior standard. Um, and could Hill, could Hill, I think, have, have bottomed out? I think could Hill are on the rise again. And with that talent coming through and what they have left to come back, like Enda Hessen, I understand, will be back this weekend. Um, Sexton, obviously, my, my man Sexton will yeah. be back in soon. Like there's, there's Killian McGahan has to come back into that forward line as well. There's loads of quality still to hit that forward line. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm predicting now that could Hill have bottomed out last year was the bottom of the barrel for, for could Hill, but they're, they're on the rise again. Yeah. Well, um, if, if, if they've bottomed out, like they've remained in intermediate and then division one of the league. So like, that's, that's a good place to be starting again from. Yeah, without a doubt. Definitely. We don't, we'd all have taken that. So we would, um, okay. Could hit, or sorry, we, Captain Gales. We both had Garner there, I presume. We both had Garner. Yeah, I was going to brush over it. How, you know, don't, don't tell the listeners. <laughs> if I don't mention the prediction, it means we got it wrong. Okay. Um, Calvin Gales against Killing Care up in Terry Kyle. Two twenty-three to Calvin Gales. Eleven points to Killing Care. Convincing win here for Calvin Gales. You're the man who always says this: the Gales will beat you by fifteen as easy as they beat you by five. That's always been a hallmark of the Gales. It's the way they play the game. Like, and you have to admire that about them. Um, but yeah. I, I didn't get a report in on this game, but it sounds like it sounds like total one way traffic there. So, um, yeah, I suppose Killing Care would be missing players. Uh, in fairness, I'm sure they are down a few bodies there, but but it turns it sounds like the Gales really turned it on there. So great win for Calvin Gales at home. Yeah, we both went for Calvin Gales in that one. Um, then the final game of the Roma Energy All County Football League Division One was Crushlaw traveling in the road to Balagna. They came away with a 12 point win, nine points to Balagna, three goals, and 12 to Crushlaw. We both went for Crushlaw here. Yeah, Crushlaw have they're the form team at the moment. Again, like with, there's there's a health warning with some of this stuff because they take out the county players and are Crushlaw the best team. So if every team is with if the championship was to be played with no county players, Crushlaw possibly the best team. Although Garnet still looked to have a very strong team there as well. But uh Crushlaw have really started on the front foot and the, the, with Darmy Feedy having transferred back, I'd say that's given everyone a lift now. So um three wins from three and and hitting the net and really look to be playing well and three county starting forwards to come back into that team. Like that's it's actually a new it's unusual there's no nobody on the on the 20s team, Damien, isn't it? Uh, someone made yeah. the point to me that there's no Kingsford, Cavan Gills, Crushlaw or Rammer lads on the starting team there at the minute, which is which is a Interesting one, um, because normally those clubs would be providing a few, so but there were a lot of players on the senior panel, yeah, yeah. Ryan Stewart is on the panel, but unfortunately, he's injured at the minute and he's ah, doing right. really well. Younger brother of Mark Stewart and, and would have been pushing for a place to be fair, okay. okay. Um, so they're there, it's not as if the conveyor belt has just completely stopped just yet in Crushlaw. Well, I should imagine, okay. I don't know, 20 manager hasn't a clue, any go on ahead. <laughs> If I had a dime for every time, huh? <laughs> um, okay, into the Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League Division Two, uh, Lavi against Ballymacue. Ballymacue coming away with a two point win here. Um, I think we, we both went for Lavi on this one. Didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming. Ballymacue has picked up two wins in a row now because they beat Piltorba last week. Uh, so... After an open round shocker. Or Kuhulans hammered them. They only scored four points. Yeah, yeah, they've they've got the right together. I didn't get a report in this game. Lavi haven't started the league well. I think I'm right in saying didn't they have a good win the first week? Yeah, uh, and then they've gone and lost now to Mullahorn and they've lost to to Paddy McHugh as well. So setback for Lavi. Um, 
I'm sure Kevin McDonald will be putting them through their paces this week. But uh, great win that for Bally McHugh now, in fairness. Didn't get a report in that game, so uh, I'm not going to Drum Lane were up in Mulla for two teams that will be uh, keen to have championship success this year. Kuhul is obviously going for the intermediate, but Drumlane came away with the victory here. Two goals at 13 points to Drumlane, 12 points to Kuhul. Obviously, both sides w- would have been on their strength, but that's that's almost eye-catching for Drumlane, I think. Well, I mean, something clicked for Drumlane in the second half against Butler's Bridge because they were level. That game was very tight and low scoring in the first half, and they finished up winning the 2-16-6. And it sounds like they've continued on that, that run of form. Um, yeah, laying down a marker because you're talking about arguably the top intermediate side are very close to it and arguably the top junior side are very close to it. So technically there's a division between them. And it does make me think that Tremaine are, are in the wrong championship this year. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a doozy to win that that junior championship because you could probably argue there's other teams in the wrong championship as well. But um we'll get on to that because Arva are one of the big rivals and they haven't been going great, but uh, great start for Jermaine. Yeah, well, Arva are next up here. Sorry, you picked Drumlane. I went for Cuhullins. Oh, big shout by me. Fair play to me. Big shout. Big call. <laughs> big call. Big Cuhullins. Um, oh, Cuhullins. Yeah, go on. <laughs> okay, Veltorvet were hosting Arva um, out in Rory O'Moore Park and won by a point. One goal in eight to ten points. Big win for Veltorvet. We, you went for Veltorvet. I went for Arva on this one. So you're, you're really calling the big shots. Yeah, again, uh, another narrow game for Beltorbet, uh, one eight to ten points in Beltorbet. And who came up with the free to win the game? Oh, the one and only. And Henry. Henry, yeah. Almost one of the, the most reliable club players in the county. He's been doing it for years and years. Uh, he came up with one seven, four frees, again for Beltorbet. If you took him out of that Beltorbet team, you'd have to imagine. Seven. That's one, seven. one seven out of one eight. Yeah, unbelievable. And the other point came from Brendan Vesey. You'd have to imagine if you, if you took out Ender or when Ender retires, uh, they're going to really struggle because uh, he he scores about at least 50% of their scores on average and that's been conservative. Uh, yeah. So there, there wasn't much in it at all coming near the end. Um, Arva were down to 13 men. Uh, I can't. I think it might have been Johnny and Cormac McCabe, I think might have been sent off. Don't If, if I'm wrong there, apologies, lads. Uh, but... Uh, Colin Shorten looked like he might have rescued the draw for Arva with a late free. He scored six points. Two of those come from play. So great to see Colin back on the field after a few a few yeah. bad injuries. Um, but it wasn't to be. And Henry came up with with the with the goods. So Arva have got off to a slow start. I mean, they're they're a name that's on everyone's lips when it comes to the junior championship this year. Everyone knows the talent that's in that Arva team, yeah, and they, they are getting lads back. Like they brought on Fimber McAvenue, who's former Cavan senior player and Barry Donnelly who was an excellent minor player with the county last year like in the forward line there you had Johnny McCabe Kevin Boucher Peter Morris and Conan Shorten so like that's a good forward line that's senior standard to me let alone junior so Arva it just hasn't clicked yet for Arva but uh, you know form is temporary the quality is there with Arva but a great win that for Will Torben in fairness yeah without a doubt um Cornafane against Mullahorn in Cornafane. 15 points to Cornafane, two goals and 12 to Mullahorn. So Mullahorn coming away with the victory. And my Division 2 um, run of predictions is completely squashed here. You got Mullahorn, I went for Cornafane. I'm surprised I got Mullahorn there, to be honest with you. But, uh, so I got I had Bill Torbett, did I? Yeah, great. Bill Torbett as well. Yeah, you're three out of four in Division 
two so far. Okay. Like, one out of four. Yeah, two twelve to fifteen, and the goals obviously were the key from Mullahorn, and the goals came from Gavin Brady came off the bench to get a goal, um, and Liam Wilson full forward got a goal as well. Good to see Liam Liam back there, um, end O'Reilly with six points. I mean, he's the, he talk about these enders. He's he's Mullahorn's end of Henry. Just put him there, right there and end O'Reilly six points. It's yeah. it's almost a done deal for every match, um, on the corner fan team, Jack Wharton got three points, David Eakin got four. Barry Doyle got four uh, and Jack Trainer got two. Jason Moyne got a point there as well. So, uh, look, Mullahorn, I suppose that they've been a common team for a couple of years with young lads and they're trying to, they were trying to find a balance right. And it's difficult when you have a lot of young lads and then you have a gap and you have a lot of lads probably in their late 30s. And they, they look to have lost Philip and Paul of, of that team. And Well, they haven't played the league yet anyway. And they might be, that might be it for the lads. So they're going to be hard to replace. But... They do have a lot of young quality there. Like Niall McGarren scored a point. Obviously, they're missing several players. With they're missing Killian Brady off and Cormac O'Reilly off with the senior panel, and several of them with the twenties. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to be stronger. But that, that's a good win because Cornerfin beat them a couple of years ago in the league. So they probably were looking for a wee bit of revenge. That's it. That's it. To be honest, Mullahorn could be down eight bodies of their their best starting fifteen there. You know, so that that's a that's a good enough result. Maybe it's starting to to the underage or starting to come through and have a wee bit of an impact there. Like I don't even think Ryan O'Reilly was playing or Ryan wasn't playing, Keen O'Reilly wasn't playing either. Uh, yeah. But they still had a good bit of quality. Like you'd call him Riley, Sean Cadden, James Riley, like that's a good full back line there. Callum Mussey there uh, at centre half as well. Um and obviously Duffer on the forties big player for them so uh, and Gavin Brady to come off the bench to get a goal was a, was a big thing like Gavin would be a guaranteed starter as well yeah yeah without a doubt um, okay Knockbride against then Knockbride 16 points then 6 points thank God I went for Knockbride so did you oh sweet so have I have yeah. done clean sweep I think no Lavi Lavi let you oh, down oh Lavi let me down I have to get that steamer about that one yeah, yeah. This, this in fairness now we have to make the point that then are missing a lot of players and the report that was sent in why did not Bright Piero pointed that out? They were down Sean Donahue and Ted, uh, Conor O'Reilly, Caval Kyogan, Mossicor, among others. So they were yeah. they were the stars of the also success a lot of those players. Ben Connolly came on. Um it, it was close enough early on. It was eight points to four at half time in favour of Knockbride. Um early scores, Liam Fay opened the score and uh, Paddy Rogers doubled the lead. Ushin Kiernan then came back with a couple of scores. Um Bernard Gaffney scored. Liam Fay scored again. Matty Trainer, who's back playing this year and was involved in a lot of Knockbride's best stuff, he got on the score sheet. So 8-4, but second half then, um, then needed that fast start and it was Knockbride that got it and that finished it off. Three frees from Rogers, a free from Kieran Smith. Ben Mulvey scored from play and that was kind of it. Then brought on Ben Connolly. Um, but Knockbride were able to bring on Shawnee Barnes as well. So... Um, then rooted to the bottom of the table, I suppose, at the minute, but probably a little bit of a hangover from there. And they're probably a bit tired, in fairness, after kind of the everlasting season, which brought them all the way to the All-Ireland semi-final. But uh, not bright looking good at this stage as well. Another team that's going to be major, major contenders in that junior championship. Yeah, yeah. Aidan, Aidan McCabe over them, you know, they're going to be well-organised. He is experienced of, of junior championship championship success in both Monaghan and in on in Ulster so it's um, it's it's something that I think we'll see the best of Knockbride this year um, good good win for them okay 
to bring me back down to earth again and pile on the misery, Bailiborough uh, were beaten by Drumgoon. We both went for Bailiborough here, so your your run of wins has come to an end. Yeah, and I'm surprised at the margin of this one. Like it was, yeah, this definitely. game was in was in Bailiborough, and it was one ten to six points. So an excellent win for for Drumgoon. A really, really impressive win for for Drumgoon, and they're going well there under Stephen McGovern. Keith Fanham at one seven, like just. The man is the man is class, and he's out of one ten. Yeah, it's, he's he's, he's forty years of age. Oh, he's definitely forty this year. Sorry, he's forty yeah. this year. You have to be careful about putting yeah. ages on lads, David. I know, I know. <laughs> he got on to me. Look at he's he, he's eligible for Masters football. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, your place with the Gavin Masters could be under threat if he decides to go for it because. Uh, <laughs> No harm to you, but I don't think you'd score one seven against Fairleigh. This unless you did a couple of weeks training, Damien. I'd, I'd need a couple. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe two, maybe two weeks training. But I look, Keith Fannin is just class is permanent, and Keith Fannin is 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 permanently class. Exactly, a hundred percent. It was one six to three at half time, um, and really, really John Green dominated throughout the game. Um, both teams missed a lot of chances. Uh, in the third quarter of the game, Rory Farrell scored a 45, which brought Bailey closer coming to the end, but that was as good as it got. And Jim Green just pulled away from it. Like, um, Dominic Dunnigan, there, like professional boxer, he's back playing ball this year. He's gone in a full back, like, he's a great addition. Uh, and Killian Mina in the corner, Corey Smith in goals, and Daniel Ward in the corner. So, straight off, you have a very solid foundation there in that Jim Green team at the minute. And up front, Jim Green have always had good ball players up front. Always over the years, and they still have them. Obviously, with Keith, uh, Aegon Farrell, Conal Farrell, Paddy Smith. So, Dragoon are going to be a real handful, and they're going to be a team that could take scalps in the intermediate without a doubt. Yeah, the shock of the weekend for me, I think, was Butler's Bridge win over Shercock. Uh, three goals of fourteen points to seventeen points. Butler's Bridge after the uh, the defeat to Drumlane the week before, missing a lot of key players. Um, you know, three with the county on the twenties, Quevin with the county seniors, Fergal Flanagan was missing at the weekend. I understand as well. Um, Shercock, I didn't see much on the team sheet in Shercock, but I was I was convinced that Butler's Bridge were going to lose this one. I put them into my drum lane last man standing. Um, that this was a gimme because I I knew what Butler's Bridge were missing, but this is a really eye catching win for Butler's Bridge. Yeah, well, the last man standing for me was the first man falling because I was gone. I was gone the first round. I had Lavi the first round, so that didn't last long. Exited the WhatsApp group in a blaze of glory. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the great win for the bridge. In fairness to Sherwood, they started the league very well last year as well. Um, you know, they, they've obviously targeted the early rounds of the league, pick up points, and they had started really well in this league, but um, that's that's a super win for the bridge. But the bridge are full of quality, as we know. We've mm. often sung their praises. And they clearly... Like last year for the intermediate final, they had a panel of about the guts of 40 players. And I remember, I don't know how many were togged out on the day. And then Darren McCarthy listed out several other fellas who had been training and putting in the effort all year and weren't able to tog out on the day. So there's big numbers in the bridge and they're getting bigger as well. So it doesn't surprise me that they were able to cope with the loss of a few players. That's a great win for them. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, we both went for Shercock on that one. So it finishes off in Division 2, 4 out of 7 for Paul and an absolutely disgraceful 1 out of 7 for Damien. So that, that is a scandal. 
that is really disgraceful stuff. My my mind is elsewhere, unfortunately. But Drumlade sitting top of the table with three wins from three in Division Two. Then you have a number of teams going right down to eight on the table that have two wins from three games. And at the bottom end, Arva and Den with no wins from their three games um, prop up the rest. Okay, moving on then to the Kite uh, Powertech All-County Football League Division Three. The results from the weekend will start off with Red Hills against Templeport. 3-5 to Red Hills, 1-15 for Templeport. I know Connor Galligan done really well in this. I think he finished with 1-3 um, for Templeport. Yeah, Owen McCarthy a point, Liam Galligan two points. Owen Doonan has been excellent stuff as well. He got six points uh, and Dylan Raythorn got two. I think Dylan was playing uh, centre-back. Back. Yeah. So, yeah. Owen Doonan's been one of the form players in the early rounds of the league. Conor Galligan, as you mentioned there as well. On the Red Hills team, Paul Martin got got one, two. Uh, Joshua Mohan got a goal and Sean Martin got a goal. It was, what I was told was four-point win sort of flat, might have flattered uh, Tampa Port, but it could have been a Red Hills man told me that. I'm saying, I'm saying no more than that, but uh, at halftime, it was, it was, it was tight. It was one, four to four. Uh, I think there was very little between the teams. Um, Red Hills then got a goal from Paul Martin with with 20 minutes to go. And that looked like it might just see Red Hills catapult them on to win the game, but they didn't score for the next 18 minutes. And like they were after playing really well in the first half. And they were very poor then throughout the second half. Ray Thorne, Dune and Liam Galligan, they all scored then. And uh, three late points then for Tampa Port just put the tin hat on it. So... Uh, look, Templeport are ahead of Red Hills. There's no doubt about that. Like Templeport are intermediate, Red Hills are junior. So Red Hills will take take some heart from the fact that they competed strongly for for the first half of the game at least. But um, and Red, I, there are some young lads there, new names on that Red Hills team sheet as well. So they are starting to build new lads. Rory Dunn, player manager, like he, whatever's in them, he'll get out of them because he's Rory's a, Rory's just one of those excellent type of guys. He's a he's a leader. So. Uh, yeah, but there's, there's still a gap there. You'd imagine between some of the other teams in this division and Red Hills. Yeah, possibly. But we both went for Templeport, got got the wins on that one. So great, great to pick up a victory for me um, <laughs> at some stage. Okay, Kildallan were hosting Killigarry B. Um, one ten to Kildallan, uh, two six or twelve points to Killigarry. So a one point win for Kildallan. You went for Kildallan, and I'm back on the on the dumb horse again. <laughs> Well, you, it wasn't the worst prediction in the world for you, Damien, in fairness, because there was nothing in, in it here. Um, seven minutes from time, a deflected shot from Shane McPartland hit the net, and that was that was the winning goal. That was, Other than that, there was very little in it. And I'm kind of glad to see win that, because, you know, they, well, it would be disappointing to lose to the second team. It's a little bit of a stigma when you lose to someone else's second string, because uh, the Killigary force team is down bodies. And that's going to be drawn from their second team. Their second team is re- really going to be scraping for players like we're see, like, you know, experienced veterans like Michael McGovern and Tomas Leonard are playing there, um, which you know that's the lads that have been great players over the years, and they're definitely at the end of their careers now, and they're they're probably playing just to to help field there. So uh, obviously, obviously they were very competitive throughout this game. On the Kildallan team, Rona Fitzpatrick scored four points. Three of those were frees. Niall Casty got two. Uh, so no major scoring feats on either team. Nobody put up a massive cricket score or anything like that. Tommy Riley got a goal for, and Keane McCabe got one too on the Killigary side. But uh, 
it's a it's a real mix of youth and experience on the Kilgarry team. There were a lot of very young lads there, and then the other lads have an awful lot of experience. So, yeah, Kildallan with the win. Yeah, it's not young and old. It's youth and experience. Yeah, that's the way to put it. Fergus Maguire got a point. Speaking of youth, very good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you you have two out of two in Division Three so far. I have one out of two. Moving on to Kilishandra against Drummalee. You went for Kilishandra. I went for Drummalee. Thank God I backed my boys and they can wait. This is a really good win for Drummalee. Yeah, I didn't get a report on this game, Damien. You might be able to provide some information here. Very little, to be honest. Um, I just noted it. It it was tit for tat. It was very very close to hold it through, and and, and Drummalee just done enough in the end to. To, to get over the line I didn't hear a whole lot about it to be honest um, as I say my mind's kind of focused elsewhere but no I, I really I think it was one of those ones that Drummley they were definitely targeting this game they were aiming that you know that was the this was what the first two games were about was getting the preparation and getting the team kind of right for the Kilishandra performance and um, I think the lads went out and, 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 and performed well I was just talking to the manager here and O'Malley a little bit um, he was just delighted with, with the with the effort, with the intensity. Um, Keen Bourne, I, I understand had a very good game. Um, middle of the field, David O'Keefe is is doing very well. He was away last year for Drummond East, so uh, Tommy Walsh, I think, is is on top of top of the ground at the minute, flying and playing really good football. So, um, good to see that coming for Drummond East. But Nugent against Mahara, this was a close one, really close one again. Um. My Nugent came away with a one-point win, I think I'm right in saying, wasn't it? Yeah, one-point one, one point win. And when we threw it out on Instagram looking for talking points, it was it was amazing. About, I said it was about 20 replies, and about a dozen of them said Mahara, story of the season so far. Yeah. And you have to say, like, coming from where Mahara are coming from, they look odds on now they're going to win games this season. Like, like yeah. my Nugent are one of the better teams in the Junior Championship, in my opinion. They're, they're probably just below that that top group, which the top group in the junior championship in Cavan is outstanding. And we saw, yeah, like we saw Den being pushed all the way to a replay last year by Nubride, and then went on to the All Ireland semi final. Uh, Nubride could very well have gone really well in the province if they had to get out got out of Cavan. So you put Arva and Jermaine into that, and the top group there in junior is is very strong in my opinion. And Manuja, I think, are one of the leading teams just below that top tier in junior. So. They're, they're no pushovers, so that's I don't, I don't want to be patronising. Didn't win the game, but coming from losing a lot, most games by double digits to be to be within a point there is is phenomenal stuff. Because the, the last time I can remember Mahara really been in a game was when they played Corda a couple of years ago. I think that game might have been in Mullahorn and in yeah, the championship. Yeah, that's why I was at it. Yeah, they were beaten by a couple of points that day. And that, but now that they've shown they've been getting better every week, they've been losing games here by relatively narrow margin. So. They're obviously putting in the work. That doesn't happen by accident. Didn't just show up and suddenly become a good team. They're obviously working hard, Mahara. So it's going to be very good to watch Mahara now this year as it goes. And there'll be some celebrations when they get that win. Oh, do you know what? I, I was talking to a couple of the lads that are on the under-20s, Ryan Tobin and Owen Gibson. They were marking each other in this game. Um, but I was just saying, you know, to, to Ryan, the, the, the cheer will go around the county when Mahara win this game and, and they will win a game. There's no doubt about it. They're going to win a game this year because they're 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 making steady progress. And Owen Gibson was just saying they're good. They're actually really good. Like they're you know they're they're not Mahara that, that you'd usually just expect to walk all over. They're 
and they're playing good football. I think that that's the, the real like they're not losing players through lack of discipline. They're 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 going out and they're trying to take you on toe to toe. Um, you know, in football, and that's that's a big big part that Mahara may have struggled down through the years, where frustration would would creep in yeah. and in in the melting pot somebody would would lash out and then the, the result is very very hard to turn because you're a man down and you're chasing the game but now they seem to have the discipline right as well so um no good 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 result i suppose for my nugent but good performance for Maher and good performances will lead to good results so we both went for my nugent got got the result there sometime soon paul one of us are going to tip Mahara. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very wary of, we're not taking the piss out of Mahara. We're not patronising them. We're basing this on results over the years. And when they go and win the game, like, uh, you know, it'll be great, but it'll be just a launch pad. If they win, once they win one game, they'll win a few games. It's just yeah. hard to win that first game. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It'll come. Um, on to El Clasico, the big derby of the weekend. Uh, St. Mary's, Swanland Bar against Corla. Um Finished 14 points to Swanland Bar, 1-9 to Corla. This was close, I think, um, uh, even closer than the two points show. Did, did Corla lose player? I think I, I think Corla had a man sent off and and you know could have definitely could have got something out of this game. I believe there was there was a huge crowd at it. And yeah. I, I actually had it in my head to get down to it, which I didn't, unfortunately. But this is one of those things that it's not like you can go to the, to a fixture like this every year. It's the context of it. Like obviously, they they were playing together, they're part of the company. Some people tell you that it was acrimonious. Some people say it wasn't, but it it probably was a little bit anyway for some people. So everyone torn up. A little bit of needle uh, is what you want to sell the game. Th- this game sold itself. So it was it was um and a very good performance by by Jared Klein. He scored five points for Swad. That was key. Brefty McCarron scored two and, and Rory Corn. But I believe Corn and Klein were, were key. Like they got nine points between them in, in a close game. That's prices. On the Corla team, Darren McTaggart got six points. Finnell McGovern got a goal. Ryan Pryor got a point. Um Kevin McGovern's name there in the team sheet at full back. So I know there's a good few McGoverns there, but I, I believe it is Kevin that was that was yeah. a really promising underage player because there had been a lot of talk that Kevin's football would be curtailed by injury, but that's a great boost for for Corla because he's an excellent player, really is an excellent player. Uh, so yeah. it sounded like it sounded like a hell of a game. Very very little between the teams, hard hitting throughout. The fourteen men uh, probably probably had a major impact on um, on Corla's chances. I'll run you very quickly through it. Um, yep. Cord- Cordo were 2 0 up through McTaggart and Paul Cassidy. Um, Swad replied through Jared Klein and Sean McGovern. So that was the type of game it was. It was just tit for tat all the way. Uh, Patrick Cafferty scored for, for Corda four minutes before half time. Klein and Brefty McCarron scored then. So four minutes before half time was five points each. Klein scored again, make it six points to five at half time. So you can get a, a picture of the game here. Like two point, three points here would be a massive uh, gap in, in a fixture like this. Rory Corn scored again. That made it seven points to five. Um, then it was eight points to six. So very, very little between them. Um, Peter Pryor was sent off for Corda, and that was a blow with 22 minutes to go. Then Finnau McGovern got a goal for Corda uh, after a great turnover which and, and great work by Paul Cassidy Ryan, and Ryan Pryor and Patrick Cafferty. 
so that actually put Corla in front, even though they were down to 40 men at 1.68. But Swad then held a nerve and Damien Layden got a point. Rory Corn stepped up, Rory McBaron stepped up and they managed to win it by two. So local bra- bragging rights to Swad, but it sounded like a hell of an occasion down there. Yeah, did did the one reporter did hear from it was Rory Corn was excellent, boss the show, um, just on mark of it. So a quality player. Um okay, so you went for the draw on this one, I went for Swan and Bar. Um on then to Drung against Shannon Gales, which finished with a one point win for Drung, 13 points to Drung and two goals and six to Shannon Gales. This was down in uh Drung. So good win for Drung. We both went for Drung on this occasion. Um, didn't hear a whole lot about this game. So, yeah, I did actually hear a bit about this game. Um, Shannon Gill scored two goals in the first half, which gave them a great foothold in it. Obviously, he's finished thirteen points to two six, but Drung bounced back well. Um, and they got six unanswered points in the second half, which was absolutely key. So the the, the main scorers, um, where you can probably name them on the Drung side, Kaelan O'Reilly, Tiernan O'Reilly. Yeah, uh, Kaelan got three, Tiernan got five. Three of those coming from play. Paddy McIntyre came off the bench, scored three. So that made up most of their score. And Stephen Jackson and Declan McIntyre got a point each as well. On the Shannon Gales team, Michal Collar and a full forward got two points. Philip McGoldrick got 1-1. One, one. Sean McHugh got a goal. Ronan McCarthy two points. Daniel Fitzpatrick a point. So um, obviously both teams missing players. Keevy McGovern came on for Shannon Gales, which is, which is great to see. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, good win away from home for Drum. Or sorry, yeah. at, ho- at home, at home. At home for Drung. Yeah. Um, we both went for Drung on that occasion. And then Mountain or sorry, Munch Connacht were taking on Kill Shamrocks. Um, this finished in a draw. We both went for Munch Connacht, but 2 6 to Kill and 12 points to uh, Munch Connacht. So I suppose a fair a fair result in the end of it. We, yeah. Totally close. Yeah, it was it was close. It was very close. There's nothing again between the teams. Um, Munch O'Connor were three points up coming near the end Sean Hanley got a, a free and O'Shea got a free and uh, then O'Shea scored again from play but disaster struck in the closing stages Liam Gaffney with the back heel goal into the net after a scramble for the for the equaliser so um, great uh, great memory created there by Liam you can always say he he's, he he back heeled a goal to get a draw for his team in the league, which doesn't happen too often. Ben McIntyre got a goal as well uh, for, for Kill on the Munch Connor team. Endo Shea had eight points, Sean Hendricks had two, Shane Hanley had a point, Stephen Sheridan a point. So, yeah, good, close, well contested game there. Endo Shea is very consistent with Freeze. He's uh, he, he's taken on that mantra or that role with, with, um, with Munch Connacht and, and even seen him last year with Blackwater and the under 20 league and championship. He's, um, He's definitely seems seems to be growing and growing and getting better all the time. So good to see that. So that means then in the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division Three, Templeport and Drumley sit on top of the table with three wins from three. Uh, Muncher Connacht with two wins and a draw are in toward. Then uh, Ratha teams with uh, with with two wins from three games bring it down to eighth position. And at the bottom end of the table, um, Shannon Gales, Killigarry. Mahara and Corla all without uh, victory with three games played. So um tighten it tighten it up a wee bit on that. Uh so it means in the prediction stakes and division three, I got one, two, three, four, five out of seven. You got one, two, three, four out of seven. So overall, you've kicked my ass. Um again. 
This week. This this week. Yeah, I think that's only two weeks to one. You beat me <laughs> last week. I beat you in the first week. Um, but anyway, I'm going to have to get my game face on for, for prediction time now. So we'll get straight into it. One word predictions. Okay, let's get up to Division 1. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Coothill against Cavan Gales. Cavan Gales. Cavan Gales for me too. Rammer United against Castle Rahan. Rammer. Rammer United for me too. Crush Law against Gauna. Oh, Crush Law. Crush Law for me too. Uh, Bally Hayes against Ballinia. This will be interesting. Home in Bally Hayes though. I think I'll go with Bally Hayes. And Killigarry at home to Lacken. Killigarry. I'm going to go to draw. Good man. I'm glad we've, we've finally a bit of variation in Division 1. A bit of variation, just, just, just for a wee bit of variation on it. Um, yeah, I'll go to draw on that one. Okay, uh, into the Wilton Waste Recycling All-County Football League Division 2. All games, sorry, Saturday, 6 o'clock here. Uh, Drumlane hosting Shercock. Shercock away two weeks in a row. Drumlane. Um, I'm going to go with Shercock. I don't know why exactly. I, 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 I yeah, I'm going to go with Shercock. One word. Okay, big shout. Uh, Trumgoon against Butler's Bridge. Shercock is one word. Yeah, good job. Butler's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bridge. No, yeah, I've said it. Right, Butler's Bridge. This is going to be close. I'll go with... Yeah, I'll go Butler's Bridge. Go Butler's Bridge. Okay, Den against Bailiborough. Den. Neither team of form. This is yeah. a, this Den, a tough one. Den to pull out the first win. They're not going to lose another one at home. I'm going to go to Bailiborough just to differ with you. Okay. Um, Mullahorn against Knockbride. This could be a dinger. It's in Mullahorn. Mullahorn. But it's not, I'm not confident on that one. Yeah, I'm going up Bryden. Yeah. Again, it's just to, to split the difference on this. Um, Ballamacue against Corner Fane. This could be a, a, a classic. You know, it's out in Sheelan Park. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ballamacue to hold on. Well, I'll, I'll oppose you then, so it's 50-50. A lot of 50-50 games. I'll go Corner yeah, Fane. There is. There is. Arva against Lavi in Michael Cully Park. I... Uh, I'll, I'll go with Lavi or I'll, I'll have Steamer on my back I'll go with Arva because I think that that forward line has to click soon and if it does although we're, we're, we're the McCabe's we're, we're the, sorry we're the Arva uh, sending off red cards I, I don't know I don't know where yeah. the straight reds or what I, I, I'll go on the assumption that they weren't and, um, and I'll go with Arva Cuhollins um, hosting Bill Torbett <clears throat> Cuhollins yeah, I go to Hollands uh, myself on that one. Okay, into Division Three then. 
the Kite Power Tech All County Football League Division 3 Friday night there's two games on here um, tonight Mount Nugent are travelling to Drummalee 7 o'clock throw in I'll go with Drummalee I'll go with you ok Templeport are hosting Drung at 8.30 I'll go with Templeport Templeport then into Saturday Killigarry B are hosting uh, Kill Shamrocks at 5.30 Kill uh, Kill Shamrocks for me too uh, Shannon Gales at six o'clock are hosting Muncher Connacht. I go Muncher Connacht. I go Shannon Gales. Okay. Um, Corla hosting Red Hills. Red Hills. Red Hills to get the win this week. Yeah, both of us. Uh, Mahara hosting Swan and Bar. Oh, that's a winnable game for Mahara. I think it is. Oh, that's. I'm going Swad. I can't do it. Are you going to do it? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it this week. I'm not going to do it this week. There's no... Do you know what? Every player is going to make a difference and there's no under-20s allowed to play and Ryan Tobin's going to be a loss to them. Um, so, I, 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 I... Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to go Swan and Bar. going to go Swan and Bar. Uh, Kildallan against Kilishandra. Um, in Kildallan. Kilishandra. Alexander for me too, yeah, should should get that. Okay, folks, just again a quick reminder on the Cavan Lives podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. It's Kira Smith, a uh, boxer from Cavan, or well, from the Bally Hills, Red Hills area. I'm not sure which it is exactly, but uh, great Cavan Lives. Red Hills, Red Hills Clamour. You're, you're Clamour, you're yeah, Clamour. Did, did she say she played football for Castle Tara? And Foggy for Red Hills. Foggy for Red Hills, I think it was in it. So, uh, but a really great podcast and loads more over in the Die Hard service on, on uh, the cabin on the twenties and, and and everything involved in the cabin GAA. If you want to get onto that, thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Supervisor GAA podcast. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football. After that, you're in Cavan, was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe and it's over the lap and Cavan are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!